Anything going on with you guys this week? Got a little bit of a head cold situation. I don't think it's the COVID. Just a the l- COVID. <laughs> I, I do think it's allergy junk from being in Austin area. Mm-hmm. I always the cedars get me pretty bad over there, and it doesn't hit till like a couple of days later. So that's my my uh, diagnosis, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you, if I sound a little bit nasally, that's why. Oh, it won't give you a deeper voice. Like a smelly cat. Smelly cat. Smelly cat. I can't sing. My sexy phlegm. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just sound like I can't breathe through my nose, which is the case. Are you sleeping okay? Yeah, I'm sleeping okay. That's good. Yeah, with my elevated old lady bed. You have the half bed, like the... Yeah, it's a split king, so I get mine. It's like a hospital bed on my side. Yeah. (laughs) You sleep flat? (laughs) <laughs> Which I think he would stop snoring if he would elevate his bed, but he sleeps on his stomach. So you can't like, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, that'd that be bad work. on the old back. <laughs> Superman. <laughs> Don't use no spray because once you start that, you'll never get yeah. off of it. That's how oh, I'm now. Something we were looking at, wasn't there? For my snoring. Is it constant or is it just on It's occasion? not. I mean, if I fall asleep before him, I usually can sleep fine. If, but like when I'm sick like I am, I wake up periodically and then I have a hard time going back to sleep because he's snoring. Oh, I know. Is it constant through the night? Relatively. Am I that bad? No, I was talking about I've, I've slept in the same room with Jeff and I know. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. I were, oh, all four of us. Or, uh, the symphony, no, I'm sure at Wild at Heart. Oh, God. How is it? I mean, Eric is over here in the corner and there's Brian and I wake up and I'm doing this and going to Eric. Orchestrating and, the... Earplugs, baby. It was amazing. Conductor. Conductor, yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the Marriage and Filter Podcast. I'm Brian Field. Hi, I'm Alyssa Field. And I'm Lisa Carter. I'm Jeff Carter. We want to bring light and give hope to the realities of marriage. By being open, vulnerable, and honest about the struggles we all face. Removing all the filters and share what God can do in the midst of chaos. It was funny, Jeff. You told me uh, when. Okay, so I got to tell you a story. We. <laughs> Let me start over. <laughs> okay. So the last couple of weeks, I've noticed that the air in my car is not very cold. And so I told Brian, I said, I really need to take my car in. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, do you feel the air? And he's like, yes. And I said, that's not as cold as it's supposed to be. He's like, I think it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. And I was like, this is my car. I know how cold it can be. And this is not as cold as it can be. And, you know, around here it gets super hot. And so I can tell. And so he's like, I don't see it. And so the next day he gets in my car and you know, the little AC button that you push and the light comes on and off. I turned it off and I was like, do you feel that? He's like, yep, cold air. And I was like, that's not cold air. I turned the air off. <laughs> and so then I pushed it and it was the same amount of, of hey, temperature. It's air. Yeah. It is blowing something for sure. <laughs> so I called a local place here and they said, it'll be two weeks to get your car in, but we'll, you're in line. Like, you're in the queue. You just bring it in in two weeks, which is, I appreciate that. And so like the weekend before we take it in, he's like, yeah, you're right. It's not blowing cold air. And I was like, I told you, I'm glad I 
I got on the list. And so it was funny because Jeff was telling, what did you tell us to do? A, a free on recharge. Yeah. So we know nothing about cars. So Brian calls like uh, O'Reilly. AutoZone and O'Reilly. And I said, hey, uh, can I bring my car in and you do a free on recharge? And they're like, um, no. Yeah, well, that's what Jeff said was, just yeah. pull on up to O'Reilly and, I, and, and tell go, them you need so to re- recharge. Y'all don't do that at your location? And they're like, no. I go, do you do it at any of your locations? And they said, no. <laughs> what? Yeah. Do they do they sell the free on recharge? I mean, they sell the canisters. Yeah, but they don't they don't apply it themselves? No. So we know, like I said, we know nothing about cars. So we took it in Monday morning and we were just kind of, you know, I'm sure just something's going on with the AC and they just need to do something. I guess recharge, whatever. I told Alyssa, that's Jeff just pulling something out of his ass. No, no, I promise they would get out the pre-COVID, they would get out there and and help you. I mean, they're not going to take an engine down or anything like that, but they're going to. Okay. I'm sorry. I have no idea. Go ahead. So uh, Monday afternoon, we get a call from the place and they're like, hey, so we've, you know, they're telling us all diagnostic. This yeah, yeah. We, we ran diagnostics on it and, um, we, we saw that it was a little low, so we recharged it and we also, um, put some dye into the system. So if there's a leak, then we can at least see where the leak is and we can repair it. $760. Mm. And I was like, oh, man, I was thinking like three fifty, and they're like, yeah, it's that's kind of, the cost of Freon's gone up substantially, especially for these newer GMCs. And I'm like, okay, go ahead. So the next day, they I call because I'm like, hey, what's the ETA on the car? Because driving, I love Brian, and but driving him to work in the morning and leaving at six forty five, and then picking him up and taking him back to and from lunch and picking him up from from work along with every other. I mean, that's that's probably. 60 miles of driving just going downtown. <laughs> yeah. Back and forth and back and forth. And so I called on Tuesday and they're like, oh, let me get the te- technician for you. So evidently there was, uh, they take the car out twice. It's like a test drive. I don't know. And the first time it went well, the next time the air's warm again. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, we have to figure out what's going on. And he's like, but the good news is you don't have to bring your car back. It's going to stay here because we, <laughs> we figured out there is more to this than that. Because he so, was saying, like, we can recharge it and then maybe you drive it for a year. It could, I mean, if there's oh, just wow. a pinhole leak, it could last for a long time. But it was pretty fast that they figured it. Wow. Yeah. And so then, so that was Tuesday. Then Wednesday. Today. Oh, yeah. What are we on today? Wednesday. Wednesday. So I'm like, gosh, where is my car? And so Brian they send calls you, me. Well, they send you texts yeah. and they're like, you have to go in there and approve the uh, invoice uh, before they do the work. Yeah. That's right. So guess how much it costs? The, the first, did it go? Huh? What, when you called me, what did you say? $2,400. <gasps> and I was like, oh, What? But then, you know, they already charge you like $1,400 for labor. So you can't really like back out now. You're in too deep. So, and so, I, I, so I approved it. So he, yeah, go ahead. On the on the email, I approved it. And then so we get, it took me to this like confirmation page. And then it said $3,100. So it was like, so from my end, I got on the phone with him. I was, uh, and I talked to him. And he said $2,400. And then literally two minutes later, 3100 He texts me that. And I go, stop playing. Let's make a deal. What's behind door number four? Stop playing the game. It just keeps going oh up and gosh. up and up. $3,100 is what we owe for the car. And I go, you think the dealerships want, wants this car back? We could like trade in or something. Freaking sell it. We don't. Can I just put this out there? 
anybody who's listening who has this kind of authority, I think car insurance should work like health insurance. Like, can we? They have they have that. warranties. They have warranties. Well, I think what the the, the thing that we I don't need want to buy throw out warranty. There is I like, have car insurance that should apply. I don't wreck my car. Oh, I haven't wrecked my car, car in thirty years. <laughs> never wrecked a car. I've been paying freaking car insurance. So can I let some of that pay for this? We're going to need to involve lobbyists and changing government law. For I'm that there for it. So <laughs> what I want to throw it. out there to the listenership is for all those people that listen to us in Uganda, um, <laughs> if you have any kind of skills. Like fixing cars or building houses or anything like that. Come to Midland, Texas. For real. And you can have all the business in the world if you're affordable. I feel like Midland just charges out the wazoo. I'm I'm concerned about that one. You can get a free on recharge kit at O'Reilly's for well, they said 50 that, bucks. They said they, uh, they had on, to fix a leak. They had to fix the air compressor and the, I don't know. There's the Dimitri Kamo. Something was out of whack. Damn. So anyway, it was funny because I was like, "Stop playing! Like, just walk away." Yeah. We got like I've thought, and that's the but funny then thing. You is take you, it somewhere else, and you got to start all over. Mm-hmm. But the crazy thing about it is, it's cra- it's nuts that we started out with seven seven hundred sixty dollars, and we were like, "Holy cow!" And now it's like four times yeah, the amount. I, and we're like, I called the guy and I said, "Hey, man." I mean, I'm not trying to argue with you. The but for, on the 760. And was it our guy from Solcon? No, he, uh, he doesn't live here anymore. Oh, he doesn't? No, but I almost texted him. But, yeah, I don't want to throw out names of who we took it no, to. No, not yeah, at all. And they're cool. super nice. And they're probably, they're pro- it's just the, the way of the they're, land. Their it service just says, is great. Yeah. And um, they're very timely in their uh, repairs, but they are very expensive. Yeah. I, I think it's everywhere though. Anyway, so it was just it was comical. It, it's crazy when you're like, man, that is that's unreal. And then we're to this, and we're like, okay, stop talking, just fix that, and give us take the money and give yeah. us our car back, and let's walk away. And from that this. air conditioner never ever should break again. Well, they'll, well, they'll take care of it if it does. And that's why he's that's what Brian said is he's like, can we just wait until? Can you make it to winter? Yeah, because we're about to hit. Like, we're a couple months away, babe. Just hang on. I go, well, then next year comes. There's never a good time to pay that much money for a car. So anyway, Mm. that's what we've been up to this week. And so I've been driving, driving Brian around. And so on the way over here, he drove... The car, and he's like, "Man, I haven't been driving my car all week." Yeah, this is this is bull crap. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so funny because we'll be driving. I'm like, "Can you please have like one of the guys take you and pick you up and all the things?" And he's like, "But I love this time together, don't you?" And I'm like, "Man, yeah, I do have my limit. Do (laughs) I do love it?" So, goodness, I'm so sorry. That's awful. That's what we've been up to this week. Is one car. But I mean, it makes me grateful. We have two cars. That's a, I mean, it's yeah. a blessing. That will make you pay attention to that. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes when you don't have it, you're like, dang, mm-hmm. I'm grateful. Or when, when your kids get older and you have four cars and wow. you got to shuffle things around, you're like, what the heck yeah, is how, going how on? How can I not figure out Why how to can get we not still? get this figured out? <laughs> wow. So at night, it's kind of cool because Brian turns on, I guess, a YouTube praise and worship. And so... He goes to sleep with that on. And it's pretty recent. Just the last couple months he's been doing that. But y'all, I'm like bothered. I haven't told you this, Brian. But last night I went to bed and it was um, that song, The Louder. Do you remember mm-hmm. what song that? What song is that? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Elevation Worship. Okay. So they had the video on and it was that one and also like um, 
they are, you know, like and lion, kind of those, all those guys screaming into the mic and off to the side. No joke. There are two girls on the far part of the stage and they are throwing their hands up in the air, flipping their heads back. They have long hair, flipping it forward, like doing this, like, you know, like the car, <laughs> the, the blow up thing at the car, yeah. like flailing around doing all this stuff. And I was like, Wow, I um, it did not, it didn't settle real well with me. Babe, it was a little much. Some people just yeah, some people different. celebrate different. I don't know. Do y'all ever do that where you just try? Like you, I don't want to be in a box no, with what I do. I think you're, I think you're in line with what you need to do. It's like God, I want to experience all the gifts that you have for me, right? And I want to be able to understand them, and I want to be able to use them. Yeah, but like if if it doesn't settle with you. But there, if the it, it's not our job, our job to judge their heart. So whatever their heart's position is, that's theirs. That's their responsibility. Right. If they're not being authentic and real, and they're just doing it for show, that's them. So take that to the stage. Like if you feel like those artists are doing it for show, is it is it then okay to still listen to the music? So is God not powerful enough to be able to speak to you through that music, even though they have false? Honestly, yeah. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I never think of like is uh, yeah. This these this song is great. I wonder if their heart's in the right position. Like it's, I think it, it's different try, when you watch a video. I try like to kind of. I try to have my heart in the right position. Yeah, yeah that's my, good. And so, like, I try not to get distracted by all the things because sometimes you can. And mm-hmm. you're like it takes it takes you completely out of the whole situation of like what God has wanted in, in worship and stuff. And so. It's a distraction. And and Christian music is a commercial industry. People make a living. People pay for their kids' education by selling music, right? So are they, you know, Jesus loves me, you know, for the 35th time by the 40th artist, you know, a remake. You know, he's he or she is attempting to bring a new message to the world and possibly profit from it but that's not i mean that that's you just can't go in with that mentality i need to go yeah, in that that, i love that song jesus loves me and you know god's going to be able to speak to me through that and yeah. and you're going to you know you definitely don't want to put some stupid blanket statement that christian artists are just writing songs to make money that's stupid mm-hmm. yeah. but you're also naive to think that there are not christian artists that are writing songs to make music but you just can't that's not for us to to judge or decide. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that just me, goes back to Bethel and Hillsong controversies, right? Where people don't like their music because of some of the teachings that have taken place at their churches. Well, can I still in my heart worship to that song? Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's absolutely. all about you. But I will, I mean, I will say that sometimes things happen, especially if it's visual or I don't like when they drag on and on and on. Some people love it. It moves them. But I'm like, when they pray for you over depression and on and on and on and on. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Which live maybe is different, but it feels like you're, re- it's forced, Yeah. but, but there may be people who are worshiping to that and they get to, but I also get to say that disturbs me and I can't worship to that. I think all of us here, like worship music moves us. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so, um, if it moves you and your heart is good, like who yeah. cares what other people are doing? Yeah. That's right. I think okay. it goes back to that book that you read, or is is the unoffendable? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that—that that is the whole thing. It's like we are not to judge other people. 
And we're just here to love and to show what God has done in our life. Yeah. And we fall short at doing that a lot. Yeah. But, but that is the goal. <laughs> it, it is so funny how easily we get. I had picked Brian up from work yesterday and the car in front of us, no joke, a toddler. He's probably three years old. His head is hanging out the window of the back seat like a dog. You got to be kidding me. Whole no. head, oh, whole head out the window. We need to call police. Like what, what the hell is going on Was here? Is he not buckled in? No. No. No, he's hanging out. And like a got, dog. What is this, like, 1987 or something? I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's like when we were growing up, riding then, in the back window. And then yeah. I immediately, like, who are these parents that let... And so it's so hard. And the, Yes, I want to be unoffendable, but my gosh, it was like, this is injustice and we got to well, use Unoffendable and there's common sense. Like, yeah. And illegal. But yeah. I immediately yeah. were like, and who illegal. are these parents? You know, I just... Sure. Uh, it was it, the weirdest thing ever. It was crazy. I'm like, is no but, one else seeing But this? had Lissa not picked me up, we wouldn't have that experience. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Exciting times on the old uh, way home from downtown. That is, a, that is a valid point, though, as far as where God, you know, charges us to represent him and anger is something that we should be able to use properly. Anger is an emotion given to us by God. (laughs) And, you know, great analogy, or not analogy, but the the him going in and overturning the tables of the temple and the money changers and the, and the, you know, selling of the animals and all of that stuff. And he, he fashioned a, a whip. So, you know, the way Eldridge explains it, he was over there underneath the shade tree putting together a weapon. It was intentional. Intentional to go in there to do this. It was not a, an emotional thing. Mm. And so anger can be used properly. And there's not a lot in the Bible as far as him charging us with using anger. But I do feel that that is something we need to, I mean, I don't. I have no authority on it, somehow figure out as far as you know, is there the argument that we get to heaven and we were talking to Jesus and he's like, yeah, you, you remember that, that kid that was hanging his head out of his window? I really put them in there for y'all to maybe do something. Y'all didn't. I understand that. But, you know, so I feel that those, those type of, I, I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen, but I do feel that come our judgment time, that is what's going to happen. We're going to go through these moments and he go, yeah, you did good here. Yeah, I wish you would have done a little bit better no. here. Or you, oh, I totally agree with that. Because you're going to have different, no. you're going to have different rewards in heaven based on the works you have here on earth, yeah, and but, that's biblical. Yeah, but I, I mean, you're at the pearly gates. He's not going to make you shameful. No, I think, yeah, I think it's more about our development here on earth. So maybe that kid was there to test your unoffendableness. Not to stop that person and tell them to buckle their kid, yeah, yeah, but to absolutely. be like, oh, I need to not be offended. Yep. They're going to just do their own yeah. thing and, for and, your own development here. Yeah. And going back to the anger thing, like he was fully man, but fully God. And so I don't, I think that he had authority to do things. It says way too many verses in the Bible of how we've got to get our, get rid of anger. There's no place for anger. Um, we can have the feeling of anger, yes. but what we do with it, that's where, because if you think about any action that we take in anger, it is either out of bitterness or um, self Righteousness. Self-righteousness, those, and those are not healthy. So I don't think... But correctiveness, I do think correctiveness can be done. And, you know, one of these things of ironing, sharpening iron, it, it but, takes very hard... But not hard, through but, anger. But, 
correctiveness doesn't come with like people that are driving down the road and you pull them over and you're like, this is what you should do. I think correctiveness is like my brother in Christ. Like I see him doing something that. that, Yeah. And that was a bad, I I think that was a bad example. I, I, you're, you're definitely right. How to handle that would not be some sort of road rage situation. And I'm not, I'm not trying to tweak us into be some, you know, legalistic, yeah, offhanded zealots or anything like that. I do want us to have, be able to have courage in ourselves that if, if there is something that upsets us, there are uh, anger emotions that were created by God that we can channel properly. Anger, anger was definitely an emotion given to us by God. It was not given to us by Satan. That's biblical in um, Philippians for sure. I'll have to go back and look. So anger is something that, that he wants us to be able to harness properly. I, 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 I do feel that. And it's a secondary emotion, though, like what Alyssa was saying as far as it comes of, out of another primary emotion. It's not a primary emotion. It's a second, secondary emotion. I think Tina Turner's saying that. I don't know if that's biblical. <laughs> it's true. We do a whole lesson on it once a year, every single year on marriage night. It's as a far as anger emotion. being, oh, that's right. He does say yeah, that. Yeah, I, I would. Man, so am I wrong? Am I totally wrong on this? I'm not wrong on this. I think there's some rightness in there, but there. But I also don't believe there's a righteous anger out of anger. Yeah, Yeah. you can feel angry out of love, and then you have to channel that into something. You can feel angry, and sometimes that drives you to do something. If you act out of anger. That's then a sin. Everything else that comes from that is is sinful. Because that's it's like acting damn. out of lust, acting out of yeah, gluttony, yeah, acting out of and that's so that's that's where a lot of people trip up is they're like, well, I have this righteous anger, and that's not a thing. And God doesn't have a righteous anger, and they want to say that He does. He doesn't. What like, what 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 did He have when He went and overturned the money tables? It was because of what they were doing. Sure. They were degrading the temple. They were, you know, all of that thing. So it, Does he not want us to do that? That, that no. was It's a, like when we punish our kids. We don't want to punish our kids out of anger. We might be angry at something they did, but if we punish them out of anger, it's it's bad. Th- those so actions. He wasn't acting out of anger. He may have been angry, but then he chose to act out of a, a correction. A correct. It was it correcting got their attention. the attention by, by flipping tables and causing disruption. Because instead of saying, hey, I need y'all to get out of my temple. Because they were selling to, stuff. Physically. He needed it to be got their attention. Game. And who knows how many times he's walked in there and didn't get their attention. So he's like, I've got to get their so, attention. So we can't get people's attention then? We've got to be meek and. and well, I mean, loving. we have to be loving. And so in our yeah. situation, but again, I can't question, I can't go up against this. I mean, he was fully God in that moment as well as human. And so. I'm his ways are way more than, and there's a lot of things that he's able to do as Jesus that I can't do. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I don't feel like it because you know, all that's going to do is make people, I mean, all you're going to do is turn people off from the love of God. If we are acting out in any other way than love. Yeah. How did we get here? Sorry, it's know. not my fault. Oh, I, it, I Brian channeled some, it so he can get out of talking. Oh, you talked about the baby or something, the three-year-old, and it that got me, me going Again, about anger. It was all me. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, don't throw that on me. Yeah. I'm going to do, I'm gonna do <laughs> more so research all into that. She's judging the people that are bouncing up and down at the worship. And, and it's interesting. None of them have short <laughs> hair. It's all long. What's up with that? For like what? what? The, if flare your hair around, you got to have long hair for that. It's what are we talking about? Because well, if it's a bunch of bald dudes, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler's bald. He just sang on Sunday. 
He's, she's talking about the girls who are flailing up and down in the corner of the oh, stage. They're not flailing. They're headbanging. They are. They're wailing. They're is that like wailing? Their wailing. Bodies? That'd be wailing. That's the spirit, baby. Is it? Judge Exactly. Exactly. I know. That's what I'm not perfect, friends. I'm just saying that's really Judge. how I felt. Like Judge Yourself. You don't know. So am I 100% wrong on yes. anger? No, oh, my kidding. gosh. Am I really? 100% wrong. No, I'm I kidding, understand Jeff. your perspective. I do, too. And yeah. I understand there's a reason that's in the Bible. God could have left that out completely if he felt like I didn't want people to see this example. And I don't agree but, that God and Jesus did things on earth that we can't do. God think, gives us the power. Miracles were performed by disciples afterwards. Yeah. So... But, but you whole, can't ascend after you did. The, the, the whole <laughs> thing no, that's about true. righteous that's anger. I'm gonna try. What did, what did you say about righteous anger? It is no, you no. Because I believe in the in the I, I read in the Old Testament that there's a lot of righteous anger. I what? said righteous anger. Yeah, I did. I said there's no place. There's no such thing as a righteous anger. We cannot act out. There's so many people that believe that you can. That I. I don't think it's our job to act out in righteous anger, but I think that if you look at the Old Testament, there's plenty of examples of God's righteous anger. The Old right, Testament, because we had yes. the law, right? Yeah. And now Jesus is is he has come and died for us, and so we have no. Oh, I thought we're not uh, what, up against. I the thought law. one of you guys said that there was no examples of righteous anger. That would be me. That's not true. No, I didn't say there were no examples yeah, of you, righteous anger. No I said human. No, we do humans as humans cannot have righteous sure, anger. There's yeah. There's no place for yeah. righteous anger. And I've said it before. I have a right to be angry, you know, and that's not true. Sure. I'm looking up something that you will agree with, that what you just said, but in some Christian doctrines, not Bible, Christian doctrines, righteous anger is considered the only form of anger, which is not sinful. Mm. So I get to act out. We think about that show we're watching um, and some fundamentalists, you know, I mean, a fundamentalist Mormon, I'm not, you know, all religions have fundamentalists, but this specific one, and they get to kill people mm-hmm. because because they did wrong, and it's in my righteous anger, and it's yeah. not <gasps> sinful. And same thing, I mean, I, and, there's and a lot of true. This, like, religions. Happened. I mean, there's, not just I, I won't throw blankets on any one religion, yeah. but lots of religions say, I can stone this woman because of this, yeah. and kill this man. Because it's their oh they're unrighteous, so I have a righteous anger against that, or my God does, and so I can act out of that. Anyway, wow, squirrel, such Sorry. a squirrel. That's right, I get it. I can't fall asleep to that music either. <laughs> That's where that started. <laughs> but that that song, J- Jaira. You don't like so, it? No, I love oh, it. Oh, I love it. It's one that of my song. favorite songs. Yeah. There's a lot and of songs it, I love, but if they. If they're like all over the place, I cannot fall asleep. It has yeah. to be just yeah. Even. It's definitely all over the place because it skips from one to the other. Well, the, but, the, the thing I think about is like I want to listen to music as I fall asleep because I like to have something, and I'm like, I I like it's that better on that than Peaky like, Blinders. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the Peaky Blinders. I just uh, it, it I I just feel protection. Yeah, That's I cool. love worship music to fall asleep to, but like gospel music, which I love, I can't fall asleep to. Yeah, because they're like, oh, oh, like Joe, I Joe's over music. The place. Hey, yes, Joe. <laughs> yeah, because Joe listens. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I, I want to do some more homework, and I'm not saying Let's that do this it. is right, but this 
he is not, 99% of what I said is accurate to what this guy says. Just real quick. Jesus got angry on multiple occasions in the Bible. However, he was angry and did not sin. How is that possible? What does righteous anger look like? Righteous anger is getting angry at the things that are not of God. It is an anger that is grieved by sin, death, and any form of evil. Righteous anger is a characteristic of Jesus Christ that we as Christians receive when we accept him as our Lord and Savior and choose to follow him. Where is that in the Bible? That's my thing. That's not in the Bible. Um, we are to be angry at the things that oppose Christ. I think that's true. You not can be angry. angry. You can, yes. you, you, you wanna, can be angry, you, but you cannot act out yeah, in the anger. You want to love what God loves and hate what God hates. Exactly. Yes. And so if something is a, a, opposed to what God we know is wrong, what God has said is wrong, like you can be angry about that. That's right. But anger how, is not a sin. How do you respond to that? That's, that's right. what I'm trying to get to right. here. Because you don't want to be bitter and resentful and all, because that's death. Righteous anger is not a defense mechanism that we are to use to wield against those who hurt us. Rather, righteous anger springs forth from a sense of justice, a moral compass of right and wrong, and a desire for things to be made right um, from the Bible. Righteous anger is being angry at all things that oppose God, unrighteousness, evil, idolatry, impurity, and sin in the world without being motivated by sin. And I think that righteous anger can cause us to have boundaries because if there's a brother or sister in Christ that is choosing to walk down the path of infidelity or whatever yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the you have the right to correct that. And Brian, I thought it was awesome what Brian said one time. Um, a guy he knew was um, having an affair, left his wife, whatever. And Brian's like, I'm not walking that path with you, but when you decide to turn around... And come back, I'll be here for you. Mm-hmm. And I love that because I think as Christians, we're not. But I, but that's, again, showing love, not this righteous anger of like, you know, I'm going to disown you because you've chosen this path. It's like, no, I'm. I, it should grieve our spirit. Yeah. Well, there's a verse that says, "Get it, be angry, yet do not sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they referenced that earlier. And that's the one we use on at marriage night as far as... Anger in itself, just like it's not a primary emotion, it's not a sin. It is, though, how we deal with that anger becomes a sin in almost every way, unless we confess that and we can go and correct our brothers and sisters. But the temptation, usually, if we act out of anger, is to to go overboard and be judgmental. Self-righteous. Self-righteousness, that's a big one. If you're angry about someone's sin, you're like very self-righteous. And the way you act out of your self-righteousness... It's a whole, and there's no way you're going to correct somebody out of anger. They're, I mean, rarely are they going to go, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. It really takes a loving spirit of going, hey, I, I'm, I'm noticing this. I'm, I'm disturbed by what I'm seeing and even angry about it, but I'm going to walk with you out of it. And I'm not going to justify anything that you're doing. And I'm not going to be okay with what you're doing, but I'm here for you as your brother. You, mm. you can't shove them out of your life because they're just doing this one thing. Yeah, and one thing I tell people is if you're respond if something has happened and you're responding out of anger, then you need to pray for God to break your heart for that situation or that person because then when you can come back to it with a heart of brokenness and sadness for whatever's going on, that's when you know you've moved on past that anger stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that a lot in my life. Like I'm so angry at the injustice, 
so angry. But then if I just continue to bring it to the Lord, it becomes like a broken brokenness yeah. of like, it, people are humans. Yeah. I mean, we make mistakes and I'm so sad that you're gonna have to face the consequences of those decisions or narrow-mindedness or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I want to know what are ways that you guys, like what are ways that you react to your anger? So for me, I get angry and I'm not a very confrontational person. And so rather than confront or even say, I don't like that you did this, I stuff it and or I drop a passive aggressive comment, <laughs> like a just a little little jab and then walk away, a little grenade and then I walk away thinking, oh, they'll get the hint and then I don't have to confront it. But then that makes them angry yeah. and then they have to confront it. Yeah, I definitely would draw. That's my yeah, my default. That is that has been my struggle for you know most of our marriage has been anger, and I feel like you know God has, and He has done a work in my heart, and so I I still have moments of you know times where I I blow up and act a fool, but man, it's not no I and barely. Before though, it was, oh, so mean. on the daily, yeah. and now it's very like I can't even tell you the last time. But I, I think it is just like through struggle, like God has just given, shown me, and given me this, uh, I don't know, a revelation of like, man, you're a sinner, she's a sinner, everybody's a sinner. We have no, you have no authority or no right to. Um, to get angry or I don't, I don't know what it, I don't know how to explain it is like, he's just given me a, a, a sense of peace. And, uh, when I get pissed, it was normally just like first thing that came to my mind is like all over her, but he's just given me a, a spirit of like, Hey, calm down. And I think empathy too. That's been uh, a huge one in our marriage lately is, He's been saying things to me lately that I'm like, yeah, what? You would never say that before. Um, but for him to understand, just it's it's a cool thing because it 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 bonds us even more. Yeah, but it 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 comes from, it comes from complete brokenness, you know. Like, had I not gone through what we've gone through, I wouldn't be at this point. Right. You know? Right. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Yeah, that's but that's where it makes sense. Like my friend Tamara, and I'm sure I've said this before, but like view hardships and challenges and things as like a package on your door. Like open it up, get it all out. Jeff has said that too, and I still can't just get on board with that. Like, (laughs) yeah, like I am looking forward to struggle so I can be a better person. (laughs) That's not how... No, not in the moment, but man, I would go through it all to be where we are because we wouldn't have what we have in terms of the richness and the trust and the all the things had we not gone through it. Yeah. I do like Eldridge's answer at the last session of Love and War when he's like, why do we, you know, put ourselves in, and when it talks about marriage into this, you know, what what, what enterprise, what type of enterprise is it? dangerous enterprise or whatever he talks marriage why do we put ourselves into this danger you know as my wife says dangerous enterprise and he's and he says and my answer has changed over time but i want god and to find god you know to find a hawk i need to be in the mountains where the winds blow to find our dog 
usually at Stacy's feet. And to find God, I need to love others. Mm. And I need to, you know, I take that as I need to be better. I need to be a better person. And because I want God, I want the full experience as best I can. Yeah. And the only way to do that. In my mind, yeah, is to be able to go through them because I, that's, I mean, it is trial by fire and I think that's why we're here. Well, that's not what the design was, but now that Adam fell and we have sin nature, that's why we're here is to be able to get closer to God. I think it, I think it, I'm sorry. No, go for it. I was just thinking, like, I think it all goes back to prayer life, right? Like, God, I, I want you to like move in my life. I want you to show me how to be patient. I want you to show me how to do this, how to do that. He's like, okay, I'm not just going to bless you with patience. I'm not just going to bless you with this circumstance. Like I'm going to put you in circumstances that teach you those things. And you're going to have to rely on me and you're going to have to trust in me to get through it. And I feel like that's how our journey has been is like, God, I don't, I don't want to be an angry, bitter man. He's like, okay, well, here's marriage. <laughs> <laughs> or you don't want to be offendable. Well, here's a kid with his head out the window. Yeah. <laughs> now, I think um, one of the things that grows us the most is that when we do feel anger, we have to stop and recognize that no matter how it is you react in anger, it affects those around you. Even if you're stuffing it, it affects people around you. If you're dropping passive-aggressive hints or whatever, that affects people around you. If you're punching holes in walls or blowing up at crazy things, it affects the people around you. So you, if we can all just take a beat and process what we're angry about, and can we reconcile that anger and hand it over to God and confess it, really? Because even though I said it's not a sin, my wanting to, re- however my flesh wants to react to that anger is a sin. Mm-hmm. And so I have to confess that in that moment and go, I have to let this go, lay this down, God, how can I see myself and reflect better about what what I can do here and not go, he always this or she always this or they never this. Go, what it, what is it that's me? Why am I feeling that reaction? Why, why do I feel that way? And how is it going to affect the people around me? That's when anger turns into sin. And so the question of Jesus turning those eight tables over, yeah, it's valid. Like, Jesus never sinned, but were those people emotionally affected by that? They must not have been if he's never sinned. So I don't, I don't know what the answer is to that. Something, something he said in this article, and I'm, I've gotten rid of it, but he charges us that we are to hate sin, and he goes through some sin. He goes through, you know, pornography, idolatry. Sure, right. Um, because uh, that's from the enemy, and so we can yeah. hate everything he stands for. But are we to hate? You can, yes. I, I yes, tell my but kids, we can't act out of hate. We only the only the only thing you can hate, the only person you can thing you can hate in this world is Satan. Yeah. So you, anything you he can stands hate for, what God hates and love what God yeah. loves. Yeah. I've never. I've just never really. So that's why I'm really cautious. Caution my kids anytime they say hate something. I'm like, yeah. really from the pit of hell, you hate it that you yeah. dislike it that much. You know, because we hate everything in this life. Sure. It seems like sure. it's crazy. I hate the eagles. Oh my gosh. Yeah. One thing that I, uh, (laughs) one thing I was listening to the radio today and I just was, I stopped dead in my tracks when this, what are they called? DJs? I don't know. The guy, the broadcaster was talking. He said, um, you still listen to the radio? In your car, I had to. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't hook up my phone. But he said, uh, we pray for comfort. 
And I thought that was so good because we want what we want. And so when we pray to God, we ask him for our list of the things that will keep us or make us comfortable to get us out of these uncomfortable positions that we're talking about. You think God wants us to pray for comfort? It's no, but that's what she's saying. But I was, no, I said, but as a society, I can see that we pray for comfort. But what if our prayer was asking God to love better? This calls us to be uncomfortable. And then he says, if I'm honest, my prayers are for my will to be done versus his will to be done. And I thought that was so powerful because it is true. This day and age, no one wants the hard stuff. Yeah, Mm -hmm. God, uh, I'm just praying for, I just want to be uncomfortable. No, but but seriously, (laughs) we want this job. We want our kids to do this. We want this, we want this, we want this. And we give him our laundry list of things to do. And then whenever he gives us hard things. We're like, that's not what I asked for. Mm-hmm. I just want the comfort and stay in my lane. And and I think uh, if I'm being real, 90% of people, I think that is yeah. exact. No one wants the uncomfortable. No one does. I mean, it's just against our nature to want to be uncomfortable, but that's where growth happens. And so that's where, like the other day when you said, what'd you say? I don't know. Easy, hard, a lot of things. hard, hard, easy. What is it? Oh, doing the hard ride over the easy wrong. Yeah. Huge. Well, and you think about some of the prayers that we do pray. We ask for patience. We ask to be teachable. We ask for God to be near us. None of that comes without some sort of hard, some sort of a challenge. He's not going to just go, okay, patience, boom. Right. He's going to be like, I'll put you in. I'll let you live on a cloud with rainbows. No, he will put that. I mean, that's classic from Evan Almighty. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. I'm going to put you in a job where you're going to manage people and uh, oh. I'll teach you patience. Yeah. No joke. Uh-huh. Make you drive around town in Midland, Texas. That'll teach you patience. Oh, yeah. Seriously. There it is. Um, I have notes that if I like listen to something, I'll just write it down. And one of these days I'll like capture them or whatever. Cowards judge people who aren't like them. And cowards only love people who love them back mm. when it comes to being out of your comfort zone. Yeah. You know, and what God asks of us. And then to add on to that, oh, shoot, I'm sorry. You act like you're sleeping with the editor or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take all the time I you need. I can take all the time I need. <laughs> We want the results of change, but not the process of change. That is why the thorns stay in our side. So true. Yeah. I mean, I, that, that that's been on my heart a lot. Like, and I've sp- I've talked to Ella about it because um, she was like, you know, I always ask her like, what is God, what is God speaking into your life? What is God teaching you right now? And she's like, that I just need to love other people and. And so it's like going back to what you just said, it's like, you know, we, we love people who love us, but God calls us to love people that don't love us because even sinners love people that love them. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure. And that was in Luke six thirty two through 33. So that's, that's, that's so important. I mean, that's, that's the thing I think about all the time is like, man, it's easy to love you guys. Sure. Because y'all love me, or I hope you do. Yeah. <laughs> Depends. But man, going out into the world and loving people that don't love us, yep. that's what we're called to do. That's right. Yeah. And that's another thing that I really have been taking to heart is what, I don't know which pastor said it, but you know, look up, 
look up and see people because that's where that's where we make impact every day. It's so it is it's challenging. Yeah. What what did uh, Jay say? Like the thing that he says to people is like, so oh, how, how are you hanging in there? How are you hanging in there today? Yeah, and he's like, because everybody's broken. Yeah, you just got to give them an opportunity to share if they want to. Yeah, so true. It's so good, but I mean, I just it just keeps remind keeps. You know, I, t- I told somebody this the other day. I'm like, all this hard, there's going to be a season of refreshing and there's going to be a season of blessings, but we all go through these refining times in our marriage, in our relationships and things like that. And so you don't just get to, and I'm sorry, but I'm, I, because of what Jesus has done in an, in our marriage, like I love being married to Brian. I love where we are, but it happened at a, it comes at a price and this one's a good price, you know? So it's, it's to me, it's worth it. It stinks, but it stinks. It stinks having gone through all the stuff Uh, we've gone through, but at the same time we wouldn't be where we are. So it's kind of, it's, it's cool how God works. I think it's, you know, poignant to us discussing anger and loving others that, None of us, not none of the four of us are very political. I think we have some, each of us have our own moral compass as far as, you know, the country we live in or whatever, whatever laws we think are good or not good. But um, for us to sit here on any high horse and judge others because they see something different and to go so far as to hate others or not be loving to others because of something like that is, I mean, we've just been, uh, we don't have to get into it, but we've been sucked into this ping pong match on media that is something we've just never experienced before. And just the challenge to, if you do feel that watching certain shows or news or whatever throughout the day pisses you off, man, turn it off because that's not, God does not want you pissed off. Yeah. He does. And so I'll go back, go back to that. You're right that we need to channel our anger properly and we need to channel it in love, but he doesn't want us pissed off. Right. He doesn't want some rage in us. Mm. He wants us to harness that anger properly. I do still want to stand on that ledge and say so he wants us to have anger and us for us to harness it properly. Well, that's what uh, the Bible does say. Be angry, just don't sin. Yeah. yeah. So you can be angry, just don't sin in that. Just watch go. how you respond. Yeah. So if, you've, if you're feeling that watching these shows, yeah. quit it. Quit. Like, well, I, just, I just can't. I mean, I'm, call me ignorant, but like I don't have any idea what's going on in politics. And yeah. I, I don't care. I think, I think part, you know... I, I, this is going to be my last comment. We can talk about it more, but I'm not going to say anything else. Part of the design of the system is for us to be angry. Yeah, and the reason that. it's designed, or the people that are designing it are the media. The go- government officials are not wanting you to be angry at each other. I promise. that they, They're not. They, I don't know about that. But. I, 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 I do think that there are talking points that the media jumps to. Okay, yeah, you're right. I don't I need to take a step back. Um the government officials don't have the power to anger us without the media. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, so 
I always, I, I kind of go back to really was one of the first things that Alyssa said, maybe even the very first episode, first couple. And, you know, we'll be driving and I've got this guy going 20 in front of me in a 45 and I can get angry or I can go, I have no idea what that guy's going through mm-hmm. right now. There's a million things. I've also, I've educated three student drivers. That's hard. <clears throat> they drive slow sometimes. I've lived in new cities where I don't know where the heck I am. I've watched little old ladies try and figure out where to go. Or there's people who are literally mourning or something's going on and they're just not paying attention. There are the occasional people who just don't care what other people think. And those are the, the minority. Yeah, people the are not trying to piss me off. Intentionally. They're not trying to. And so I have to go, I, I'm just going to drive slower. It's going to save me 28 seconds. You know, and and not get mad at this person who doesn't know what they're doing on the road or in the grocery store or at my kid's school or whatever, because they're just dealing with what they can one at a time. Yeah. Kennedy said the other day, coach came in real grumpy and set the whole team grumpy and she had to kind of turn everybody positive. And I said, but babe, you don't, you don't know what happened right before she walked in that door. You don't know what kind of day she had, what kind of people she had to deal with. And you always have to look at it from that perspective because I've been in that situation when I lost my mom, I remember standing in a grocery store, zoning out at vegetables and literally losing all sense of where I was and what I was doing. Yeah. You just never know what somebody's going through. You have to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And that makes me super emotional because when Brian and I went through some stuff, I could not walk anywhere and not be on the verge of tears. And I just thought, oh my gosh, I hope nobody talks to me because if not, I'm going to lose my mind. And forever at church, um, we always saved a seat for a friend because she was going through a really hard time. And I know other people could be judgmental about saving seats at church and stuff, mm. but we want to love and, and no one knows what, you know, few people knew what was going on. And so you never know, you never know what's going on. It just makes me It's crazy how emotional I get just thinking about how emotional I was. And then you can't, that's the, that's the fear though is, which is not good, but like the fear of somebody's going to be like, are you okay? (laughs) Like, blah. So it really, it really does. When I think about those things, you know, whether you're driving down the road or when you see people at the store, you just no idea. But in the same turn to own my own stuff, like, I don't know what kind of day Jeff had where he's self-doubted or been attacked by the enemy. And if he comes home and I have a passive aggressive comment about something that just, that's the, the final nail in the coffin, like, or the straw that breaks the camel's back. So I don't know what kind of day he had. And for me to go, well, I don't feel like you did anything today, which I never say that, but there's things that Mm. make him hear that. And what I'm saying, it, 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 I have to rein that in because whether it comes out of anger or not, it comes out of my mouth. And I know in the my heart of hearts, there's a history that he knows has been the intent. And so I know those words can't come out of my mouth because he automatically jumps to that's the intent. Yeah. But what does Paul David Tripp say about um, about that when you say something that's... What, what did he say? He's like, I'm sorry for... I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, oh, saying what about, I really felt. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry for what. I've, yeah, saying what I really felt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly it. But it, it it comes from your heart. Mm-hmm. And then as far as like just, I mean, some people just get old. Like I'm about to be 46, and I <laughs> was driving down Big Spring, and I was 
I, re- I, these people started honking at me and I was like, what's going on? I was driving 35 <laughs> and it's because I was listening to a podcast and I just don't really give a crap, you know? So be patient with all people. And you don't know what that parent was going through when his kid was sitting out. You should still buckle your kid in, but you yeah. still don't know what's going on. Maybe it was some family member who had to pick the kid up and didn't. We just got to get know, over ourselves. To, yeah. It's not yeah. about us. Well, and I think I wanted to say something going back to what you guys were kind of talking about with news and social media. Um, I, I really was challenged um, when I thought about this because in James, uh, James 4.4, 4, it talks about um, a friendship w- with the world means enmity against God. So anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. And so we are in the world, not of the world. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so... <laughs> Honestly, the challenge is what in my life is different from the world? And I think that is a, a really important question to sit on because if I'm doing everything the world is doing and God's like, I'm, I chose you and so you are no longer a part of this world, I just don't, I see a lot of things that in my life that I'm like, I need to not be okay with this. And I need to like not spending to honestly, social media is the world. I don't care what anybody says. It is, it is this whole idea of your identity is in likes and la la la. I'm not even that cool with technology, but um, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a, a false sense of reality and it causes anxiety and, 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 fear or whatever. So it's not, I, I totally, I mean, I, I've never thought of this before. I've never said it before, but I don't think social media is healthy at all. It really isn't. Yeah, so no doubt my retort to that. And I don't, I'm not, yeah, I'm in process this and I haven't yeah. gotten ready for Jeff back yet. <laughs> no, no, I'm <laughs> no, not. Good. Yeah, Jeff doesn't have social media. So. Yeah. I don't have the answer uh, other than, um, so as all Christians, under, I feel under that argument, you would say all Christians need to forego social media. Or do we need to represent ourselves as Christians on social media? Here's my thing is, can you honestly be on social media and... Like, I think I think one is time. Okay. What are we doing with our time if okay. we're just pissing life away mm-hmm. by scrolling for four hours a day? And it's also... I'm not good enough. I need to be, or I need to have, or I need to, there's just so many things that are not of the Lord. When I know that when I walk away from social media, sometimes it's so easy to fall in that slippery slope of feeling like I don't have, or I need, or it, or it just a whole thing, just not yeah. things that not things of the Lord. Yeah. And so that would be my challenge. If you can come back to me from social media and go, and I follow, I mean, I follow, a ton of Christian oh, things, yeah, yeah. and um, and so mo- most of it is very good. But you go to like search, and there's I think the it's, it's gorgeous girl, and the you know it's intent. And I I think that social media for me like is not good, but it could be good for you if you if you truly want to get on there to share what God has done in your life, like, or share positive things, then yeah. But what is your intent really in that? Here's and what's like, hard. 
Sorry. No, go ahead. What's hard is that I know where my heart goes when I'm on social media. 95% is celebrating my friends. Of course, it's been so bad lately. It's like ad after ad after ad, and here's suggested people, and I don't even hardly see my friends anymore. (laughs) It's really frustrating. But I can, if I'm in the wrong state of mind, even see really good, somebody posts a Bible verse and I just roll my eyes like, oh, you're just trying to act like some perfect Christian posting yeah. this Bible verse. Hmm. It, that I don't want that reaction either. Like I don't, I don't, it stirs up without me trying to even, because you're mindlessly quote unquote ser- searching or scrolling and something comes up and you want to be happy for your friend or agree with them and you kind of go to this judgmental place and I have to go, Again, I don't like what my heart is doing in that moment. I have to step back. I'm going to I'm going to not stand in this moment. I have to turn it off. And I I post less and less and less for that very reason cuz I don't want to be the person that somebody's rolling their eyes out. Yeah. Eyes at <laughs> because I don't I in case somebody knows the real me or knows other sides of me, they can go, I know the real Lisa, or she's just trying to be, even if the real Lisa really wants to celebrate this moment that God has done in her, somebody can say, she's just trying to brag about her life. And I don't want to be the source of what's causing that for somebody else. And I've really struggled with that on social media. I haven't verbalized this, but even like, I, I really struggle with putting anything out there because one, you know, Ah, I I hate saying this because it's just my heart. But like, is there anything I can put out there that would not offend anyone? Right. You know, anything I put out there, my kids' accomplishments, the school they go to, yeah. the trip I just took this weekend, the you know, all of it. It's like, oh, must be nice that she got to go there, or must be nice that she has that, or must be nice that she has this perfect people. marriage. I'm like, whatever. But it just so it really. The whole concept of it, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I want to keep up with grandma too. But really, I mean, yeah. we I think we underlying uh, when you take it all away, a lot of this is for selfish reasons. Yeah, just self-serving. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, go ahead. Even when I was on social media, like I, I posted a lot of things that were good, and I'm using the quotation marks because- Air quotes. Air quotes, yeah. Like I, I, I posted good things, but I still- my intent was still kind of selfish. Like, yeah. or so are you seeking yeah. validation like, or yeah. like, I want to, I want to see who's going to respond to this or that like underlies it. Underlies almost. Yeah. Or you, you really want people to celebrate you, but yeah. that's kind of for selfish ambition too. Yeah. yeah. And also it, in the end, I'm just going through you talking about it. It, it's hard to find any redeeming quality to social media that is not just self-seeking one way or another. Yeah. I am commenting on my grandmother's post about a beautiful day because I want people to hear my opinion. Yeah. When well, it must be that nice that, that, that your grandma's still alive and mine isn't. You know, I mean, everyone yeah. can get offended right. no. by exactly. anything. Yeah. Um, and but, I have four or five friends or group texts that mm. when something big happens in my life, including my, my dad and sisters, we will send a picture every now and then and purely celebrated and enjoyed by each other. That's all I need. So social media should be nothing more than that. So then why do I need social media? I can share those moments with my friends and family knowing they are truly, and they do the same for me. I love to watch, I love to watch my friends, kids accomplish things. We go and watch them and celebrate, but I don't, I don't want anybody to see me as like, I'm bragging that my kid's better than anybody. I'm just happy for my kid. And we should be happy that other people are happy for their kid. 
And it's that simple, but it just twists. It's crazy how fast that starts twisting and I catch it and I delete it and then I bring it back out and then I delete it and I get rid of it again. So I put on our um, our school website, we found mm-hmm. um, some amazing calculators, you know, the fancy million dollar calculator, they're not a million dollars, but they're like $150 calculators. Good calculators. <laughs> you know, like the T25 C64BRTs, you know, the MacBook. really fancies. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I posted on there because that was a great, they were in the clearance section at Target. So nice. I posted on the, the website and the very first comment was, that's incredible, but I don't support Target anymore. And I was like... <sighs> Just don't say anything. (laughs) Like, why? Why do we always feel like we have to give our two cents? So then am I supposed to feel bad that I still support Target? Because, y'all, I'm not going to stop supporting Target or Amazon. I'm sure I can find something wrong with everything. That's right. But it's just, oh. So So then I take that and I go... Oh, should I not have? Po- Give me a break. Of course, I should have posted that. It's a great deal. That's right. And so, anyway, so give somebody else your money to get, or go spend twenty times more somewhere else. Or just, on you. Don't say or just, just don't, don't say anything. I just don't understand. So yeah, I, yeah. but I, my question too is: okay, we are supposed to, we're not um, we're not supposed to love the things of this world. So is that is he? And again, I'm just flushing this out. I haven't thought this through. Is that only like? bad things like infidelity and, or is it things as simple as social media? Like what, I'm just kind of curious what your thoughts are. Is that anything that doesn't point us to Jesus? Yeah. yeah or, I think it's it's it any fruits of the flesh, any Galatians five. Well then the tell flesh. me social media is not yeah. worldly. Yeah. No, you're, you're right. I'm I mean, just curious. I'm just yeah. wondering how. And that, that's the first time I've ever admitted that, like, even when I posted good things on social media, like, it was for selfish reasons. And I, I, I'm not going to judge the hearts of everybody that posts good things on social media, but I think if you can peel the onion back and you can ask, and you could truly uncover intent, it's not, it's not truly just to point people to Jesus. Do, do you get likes when you're on Facebook and, I make a comment and then you make a comment. Do people like your comment? And yeah. you could have like 10,000 likes to your comment yeah. or whatever. So that, I mean, that's, that's, there's, yeah. But so, I, 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 I believe Alyssa's pure intent was to point people to a good deal. To Target. <laughs> it yeah. was totally yeah. an innocent no, post. But now her post has made her feel, yeah. feel something. When it was just a, can I share this? And now she has a feeling about that post. And if you, and so now she cares about what people are saying because they're saying negative things. And now she's like, well, I guess I should hate Target, even though you that didn't change your perspective. But whoever yeah, else is following you <laughs> is going, oh yeah, Alyssa. And now that is that person judging me? Are they think you know? For the love of Pete, it's it's ridiculous. Dude, social media is bad. Challenge me. Let's yeah, go. so so apparently, left turn here. Apparently, there is no redeeming quality in social media. So let's let's move on, and we've got to find what are the redeeming qualities in watching football and being a football fan. There are none. There's none. There has to be some. We've got to find them <laughs> in this podcast. Absolutely, Wait, it, the podcast already an hour and twelve minutes because <clears throat> because. I don't do social media, but I do watch football. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that I, I honestly think watching football is fine. Learning every stat about everything that could ever be, that's where we have issues. Well, but I think, I think that pure enjoyment honestly, of football and, is And then not, watching football at 
at the cost of uh, spending family time or at the detriment right. of something else, like that's when it becomes an it issue. It all goes to your well, motives. Well, Same thing with social is media. God, is God blessing us with, with football? No. no. Right. So watching but, football is probably like Bro- not pleasing it's of God. this world. If Brody comes to me, he's like, Dad, I really want to watch football. And I'm like, yeah, let's do that. Okay. Yeah, there's a redeeming quality but, there. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be like it's Thanksgiving and nobody talked to me until I watched the Cowboys play. Hey, we're editing that. <laughs> that's getting edited. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that's when it becomes a detriment. Like there's there's good and bad or or there's good and bad in everything. What is your intent? It's just like social media. Like you you post Bible verses on social media and you're like, I'm just doing it. I just want to lead people to Jesus. Really? Okay. So you never look at your, at the responses to that or the likes, like, come on. I, I would challenge there are anybody people that, that I will say there are people that can do that. I mean, I would challenge, I would think that they are a, a rare minority. Right. I'm just I, saying they are. I feel like this. when I post, I want to see comments to make sure they're receiving it the right way. Do you know what I mean? Like it's so it's for me um, when I'm really wrong and authentic. If you're, if you're truly posting to say, "Hey, this is something that's God's laid on my heart, and I want to share it with people," why do you care what they what Move they say? On. Yeah, you're or right. if if there's 50 people that responded and 49 responded, man, I didn't mean exactly. it that way, but one did. Are you good? Yeah. You're exactly how, how, right. How are you thinking about the 49? How does that affect you? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like when you say good things and then you put the butt in there. <laughs> all you know, you yeah. didn't remember anything beforehand. <laughs> or when you start a sentence with no offense. Yes. No offense, but well. Bless your heart. <laughs> Bless your heart. There's always those jabs, I feel like. So, I mean, I, speaking from someone who is, who was addicted. Knee deep into social media. Social media, like being free from that has been freedom. And that goes to anything. That goes to football. That definitely goes football to football. Football in and of itself isn't necessarily yeah. bad, but what does it elicit in you? Does it elicit anger? Does it elicit a sense of entitlement? Or does it cause yes. you to start yes. spiraling into <laughs> yes. a bad place and neglect your family? Or, you know, no. <laughs> not even. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that, but that can be said for sewing. Maybe. That can oh, be said sure, for just sure. whatever. Just you have to look at your motives. And what is it? I mean, we'll spin it back to anger, especially if you're starting to feel angry about something, that that's a a secondary emotion. So what's the first thing making you feel anger? Is it the pride? Is it fear? Fe- fear? What, there's lots of things. Sure. And then you're finding yourself angry and then you're like, okay, so there was already a sin that made me feel this. Now I feel anger and now I want to sin by breaking something or acting out or Ramming saying the rear end something of a terrible. Yeah. Road rage or whatever that looks like. So then you have to, so driving's not bad. How you react to other drivers can be bad. So will you explain a little bit more about first, like second, you keep talking about secondary emotions. Like I'm trying to, trying to process what a first emotion is. Well, you were saying earlier, like it's um, fear. So I'm afraid that maybe, and I'm just going to be real vulnerable. I'm afraid Jeff's not working hard for our family. It's not truth. It's a Satan feeding me a fear. So I react out of anger. So, um, I gotcha. Yep. Jeff's driving and he's got this pride that this guy is intentionally doing this to him. So he reacts out of anger. Mm. So one of those things for like, for me is injustice. That would yes. be the first thing. And then I, 
But injustice isn't oh, a, not a sinful emotion. Injustice is a secondary emotion. Uh, I got to go back to school. I don't understand this. No, but injustice is a real, actual, tangible thing, right? When things are unjust. But like when I feel like something's so unjust, then okay, I get angry. Yes. All anger, these people are saying that fear is a prime or uh, anger is a primary emotion. Well, anger is an emotion, but when it becomes an action. Yeah, that's fair. But I guess Joe's always explained it as a secondary. I have to look at his Man, notes. all of these, just real Joe quick. Joe has a list of things and it all feeds mm-hmm. into anger. It's a secondary. Uh, eight primary emotions. There's there's a list of four. There's a list of five. There's a list of 10. There's a list of eight. All of them have, four has fear in it. But this list of eight is anger, anticipation, joy, trust, fear, surprise, sadness, and disgust. I can see where anger is a secondary emotion because it's like it's a defense mechanism. Yeah, it's, it's gotta, almost yeah, a it's reaction be, to be, your emotion. Yeah. Primary emote. Do you emote immediately? I mean, do you emote ang? Could you emote anger? No, I just think it is of when your response. Yeah, to when something. you're angry, it's mm-hmm. in a response to something, and so sometimes it is pride. Sometimes it is a bitterness that that bitterness is kind of lying there, and then. It's not like, oh, I feel bitter, now I feel angry. No, the bitters, bitterness is just there. And so when I hear a comment from somebody I'm bitter at, I'm angry. Mm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Every single one of these has fear in it. They're all wrong. But fear, uh, no, fear, sorry. Yeah, fear <laughs> is the primary. Oh, no, I thought even anger. anger. Every single one of them that's has funny. anger. No, that's good. That makes, that makes more sense, hmm. I feel like. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that's untrue. It's just what I've been taught as far as yeah, being I'm secondary. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm just trying to... Yeah. Maybe your actions, action of anger is secondary and not feeling angry. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So anger, God gave us anger. So anger could be a primary emotion, but how do we harness that anger? And do we turn it over? Lust, you know, do we turn that over? That's, you know, there's ideas that pop into our head that we need to turn over to God. Maybe that's, I don't know. So maybe the action of anger is secondary. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of those moments when I'm really angry. It comes out of hurt usually. Yeah. It, it comes out of something usually. I can't think of a time where I'm just instantly angry. You know, for no reason. Right. Mm-hmm. There's frustration. Mm-hmm. The weird thing is it's when you go through these emotion, these primary emotion lists, four, five, eight, ten, they're all negative except for happiness. You see happiness in all of them, but then sadness, fear, anger is of four. When there's seven, it's anger, fear, disgust, happiness, sadness, I guess surprise, but then contempt. Um, the primary emotions are there. Include sadness, happiness, fear, anger, surprise, and disgust. What if happiness was our secondary emotion for everything? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, just like, I'm really afraid. Hee, hee, hee. I love you. We just walk around with helium. Yeah. Yeah, I will say tonight might have felt a little scattered and random, but we came down here to discuss one topic that we've tried to discuss really since the beginning, and I can't decide if it's the enemy distracting us or no, the it's Holy just Spirit me talking too much. <laughs> me going down rabbit holes. But it's always led to really good conversation. So I don't ever want it to be feel scripted or forced. Right. And so I think when that's what's the more spirit, it's about. Yeah. When the spirit's ready to lead us into that direction, he will. And I think this is a really good talk. I wish I had a few more notes on it. We were trying to like 
and maybe we'll all look this it up is, after this. We're and just go, unfiltered. We just this get to sit down right. and talk. Straight up off the yep. cuff, right? This is how we function as friends. We That's just right. sit and flesh things out and try and figure out. We say what stupid exactly things happens. and like, no, you don't know what you're talking about, Jeff. Yeah, but okay. I think that honestly, that's the blessing that we have here. And I think that that's what everyone needs in friendships is to be able to bounce ideas off. Yeah. Don't sweep things under the rug, challenge each other. So it's like, you know, Jeff just saying like, God was angry or Jesus was angry. So I'm like, oh crap, you're right. Like that is because I thought all anger was bad. And so you've challenged me to go, okay, I need to process this a little bit more and look at it. And so iron sharpens iron, like you said. And so it's really important for us to take information, debate, discuss. It's healthy. It's really healthy. And I hope that we showed that a little bit that, I mean, probably the last two this is, this is, it seems like it's been a week of growth because, you know, we've always been able to challenge each other as friends, but I feel like we're, we're getting to the point where we can challenge each other and still know our hearts and know that we love each other. And even though we may not agree, and I think that a lot of times we don't, but at least it comes out, it comes out as love. Like, Hey, either you show us that, we're we're wrong in the situation, or we just agree to disagree. That's right. That's right. And yep. the, but that doesn't change the love that we have for right. each other. Right. And to be able to have those hard hard conversations is so so good. Yep. Yeah. Totally okay. agree. So. Yeah, I mean, Lisa and I are due for like a season of blessing now. We're like, come on, Jesus, what you got for us? Because I guess Brian and I are we due for, for some it. crap. I mean, we've never really, Jeff and I have That's never, what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why we're due for it. Good. That's what we were all saying. Good. Yeah. Yeah. You, y'all should go away for a week. That's right. We should go for soul growth. Because if you ask God to yeah. nurture your soul, he's going to do it, whether you like it or well, not. Well, I, I, I take that back. I mean, there's been things that you've disagreed with me about, and I've disagreed with oh, you about. Oh, yeah. But we haven't ever, like, been, you know, defensive well, about it. I think, it. I, I do think there's the, the, the male relating and the female relating that, you know, f- Females are just, I mean, the bottom line, they're just more complex. We just say, dude, uh, oh, yeah, I get you. I'm sorry, too. Okay. You're right. <laughs> you know, Y'all wrong. are just inviting the enemy right now. You're just and giving him some w- ground. Women, women. Yeah, Jeff and I go to blows in the next couple of days. Yeah. No, yeah, knock we'll on the wood. Get oh. ready. Get ready, buddy. Oh, yeah. Okay, I don't want to go to blows with Brian. <laughs> good thing you've been doing CrossFit. That ain't going to help. But his, but his thumb hurts. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> give him a break. I'll give him a noogie. <laughs> Hey, so again, a random thought. Uh, we were talking about, I just said, knock on wood. I'm all about debunking things that people say. And one thing that I asked Brian this morning, I'm like, why do people say bless you when you sneeze? It's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Like, why is that a blessing moment in that? I have heard it. I it think is, they said it because it's like a, a bad spirit leaving your body or yeah, something. Yeah, I have But heard that's that. not true. So why no, do we not do it? where it came from. But yeah, now it's polite to do it. But and now I feel it, like I'm polite. Just like at the, at the, um, we went and got gas in his truck this week, and um, he's like, hey, turn off my car. And I was like, okay, homegirl doesn't turn her car off anymore, because unless I'm smoking, it, it's going to be fine, right? I have yet to see I'm a like, car blow up. Babe, it could happen. Yeah, Brian was over here just shut it off. The rule says yeah. turn off the car. So I'm like, well, I'm just, I don't need to do it. Anyway, These so I- eights, oh my gosh. Here I am like saying knock on wood, and that's not and- even- Accurate. Waving fireworks. We don't need turn to be dang car off. We don't need to be knocking on wood 
or yeah, saying bless, bless you. you. But then I'm rude. Tight, then. If you no, don't like bless you, say good zoom tight. On Seinfeld, they say, you are so yeah. good looking. You are so good <laughs> they looking. They changed it. They're like, that would happens, be awkward. You Someone so sneezes, you are looking. so good looking. <laughs> but isn't that crazy how we just do stuff and it's yes. like, I have no idea why I do that. I want to stop it, but then I'm the rude one. So. Then you're rude if you, yeah, if you don't hey, say hey, bless you. Hey, welcome to this world. <laughs> Welcome to be. Why do we do things? Why, why do we say bless we you, but we don't stuff? open the door for Without people? Without even thinking oh, about it, makes me, or say thank you when people open the door for you. I'm like, oh, see anger, see mm. uh, uh, unoffendable. They don't say thank you. I say thank you for them. But that's rude. You are. You are. I say you're welcome. Say you're welcome. That's polite. Whether they yeah. say thank no, you or not, not. You're not from the bottom of your heart, you're not doing that out of niceness. <laughs> you're jabbing them. True. Uh, self-righteous anger. There you go. Self-righteous. 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 Anger. That's yeah. actually a very Jesus, in the Bible, right? Title. Yes. <laughs> self-righteous is, anger is in the Bible, that's but right. that's not self-righteous oh, it anger. Say anything about that? <laughs> it is. That's what it is. Self. All, almost all anger is self-righteous. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. That's I'm good. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> true. Anyway, so. Well, thank you guys for fleshing that out. I don't know how much of it is actually true or accurate or biblical, but I'm glad we talked about it. Yeah. And if you've Y'all, got any things that we need to debunk, right. let's hear let them because I'm all I think about we it. Some, we threw some scripture in there, so we could put yeah. this in the show notes. There's definitely some truth. If you're a hair whipper on stage, we apologize <laughs> yeah. if we offended you. We'll pray for you. Um, Luke 6, 32, 33. What does it say now that you say it? If you love only those who love you, why should you get credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good only to to those who do good to you, why should you get credit for that? Even sinners do that much. Yeah. That's good. Sounds like a good way to wrap it up. Yeah, that was a pretty good mic drop. Did you say that earlier? Yeah. Hey, speaking of social media, y'all follow us on Instagram. (laughs) Social media is evil. But if you want uh, to. (laughs) I promise up to this point, we post only purely to uh, encourage. Yeah, we don't even look (laughs) at your likes. I genuinely don't look at it. So Get over yourself. We're just there to (laughs) cut all that out. That was really just flying by the seat of my pants, just talking. And and typically it would work in our environment, but now it's out in the masses. So I don't really know if it's... Appropriate. I don't know. I don't know if masses is the right. Yeah. Term. No, I think it's a good Uganda. challenge. I think it's a fair challenge. <laughs> All of Uganda. Uh, hashtag Cam- you. Hashtag Uganda. <laughs> and Paris. Hey, what's up, Simon? That's right. Yeah, we hey, ever heard Simon? from you, Simon. Simon. Hey, right. Simon. Simon. Wee <laughs> wee. Oui, oui. Love you guys. Love you guys. Have a great week. All right. See ya.